For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Michigan at the 41. What a hit! Ball's free! On the ground! South Carolina deserves to have it, and they do! Hello and welcome back to Believe in South Carolina on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm Nick Kloss. Joining me, as always, is Braden Malloy, and it is Clemson week. South Carolina takes on the Clemson Tigers at home. Clemson now ranked 23 after the CFP rankings were released last night. Um, How do you feel about that? How do you feel about the main rank? Yeah, I was actually going to I was going to go into that. First, we'll talk. I, I, I mean, I think after the win Clemson had against Wake Forest, I kind of saw that coming that they'd be ranked. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not like appalled by it. I, I think it, it is justified. Uh, I mean, they are still eight and three. Like, it's not like they're having a four and four and seven year. Um, yeah, well, that that just shows what a down year for Clemson is. Correct. Yeah, they're eight and three and ranked twenty third, and they're like, oh my goodness. Um, but yeah, beating beating a top ten team like they did last week. Um, I was not shocked when I turned it on and said they're they're ranked. I was like, yeah, I can see that. I was honestly figuring when South Carolina took on Clemson, it would be a ranked, they'd be a ranked opponent. Um, I I do think South, I do think Clemson getting that win against Wake Forest right ahead of the South Carolina game is a little scary. I mean, they won forty-eight yeah. to twenty-seven over a top-ten team. Wake Forest is very good. I mean. Uh, they're a very talented team. Do I, did I think they were going to be a playoff team? By no means. I didn't think Wake Forest had that in them, but I mean, that's a, that's a very solid win for them. They're second in the ACC right now. Um, they're six and two. I don't know. Do they still have a chance to be ACC champions to play in the game? I think they do. I don't think it's up to them. Yeah. I think it's some people have to, some people have to lose. Wake Forest is still ahead of them. They're six and one in the Atlantic. Yeah, uh, I think Wake Forest has to lose another one, and Clemson would have the tiebreaker then. Yeah. Um, but they are not – no, they're not currently set to be in it, which will be the first time since, like, I think 2016. Yeah. I mean – and then – so uh, then let's just – we'll get off topic for a little bit, then we'll get into Clemson, South Carolina. But, uh, Braden, how do you feel about the uh, top four being released? It's now Georgia, Ohio State, Alabama, and Cincinnati. I think that's, I mean, that's pretty, pretty much what we kind of expected. Um, I think we talked about, I can't remember if we talked about it on here, just in general, but I get to see, I mean, four five and six, well, maybe not six in Notre Dame. I think they're just kind of a placeholder right there at the moment. Um, but I could have seen like four and five be switched with Michigan playing Ohio State this weekend, making it back a two, four matchup. I mean, two, five matchups is still pretty much has the same kind of weight. And we talked yeah. about that. It really would not have mattered. Um, if they put Michigan above Cincinnati, because like we said, one of the teams, Ohio State or Michigan, is going to lose this weekend, um, and they will be out because they will have two losses then. So 
uh, it, things take care of themselves, like always. I mean, we always kind of at the beginning of the year in the first CFP rankings, we're like, oh, my goodness, oh, my goodness, why are you going to do that? And then there's five weeks left of the season. And things always work their way out, even in a year as crazy as this. Mm-hmm. Alabama's going to have to play Georgia. That will work itself out. Either they both get in because Alabama beats the dominant team of the year or Alabama two losses, they're out. Ohio State will play Michigan, so one of those teams will go out. Um, I mean, it's pretty much set. Georgia will be in it, without a doubt, whether they lose to Bama or not. Yeah. And then it's kind of like whoever wins the Michigan-Michigan State game, I think that's – there will be number two. I think that will be – it would be – and we'll get in predictions later. The Michigan, the Michigan-Ohio State game. Right, and I think that, that will be a big one. I'll go ahead and say I think Ohio State wins it. I just think their offense is kind of clicking at the moment. So I, I mean, after, after, their, after their win against Michigan State, I mean, yeah. And like I said, you, you kind of have, I said this the other day, you kind of have to take that with a grain of salt because Michigan state has the worst pass defense in the country. That is And true. so when you go up against uh, Ohio state, that probably has the best receiving group in the country and CJ Stroud, he's playing like the Heisman contender. Um, you can, the Heisman, you can expect, he's playing like the Heisman favorite. Yeah. Him and Bryce Young is, um, you can expect – I kind of expected an explosion on offense like that. I did not expect their defense to hold up as well as it did. But yeah. so you kind of got to take that with a grain of salt. But um, I think I think Ohio State will finish at, like, number two of the year. Um, and then, it, then you had the last two spots, right? And that's where it comes into Cincinnati. Are they going to get it? Are, is there – if they go undefeated in their American League champs, I mean, how can you not put them in if you look at – if you have everybody else – the only other one-loss team would be like Oklahoma State, um, Wake Forest. I I don't I don't know I don't know if there's a strong Notre Dame and then Cincinnati went to South Bend and beat Notre Dame. Yeah, so I don't and I we, don't really know. Oh, go ahead. We talked about Notre Dame kind of always is that little dark horse team that just sits there because on in conference championship weekend they're they sitting do they, they don't do anything they're sitting there letting everyone else knock each other out. And then Notre Dame's sitting there with the same record. So they get to sneak in. I'm going to be honest. I think if Notre Dame sneaks in, that's awful for college football. They have proven they can never play well in the playoff. It's just never a good game. They should not get in. They have not proven anything this year that they are special in any way this year than they have been in past years. Um, I honestly believe if Oklahoma State wins the Big 12, they should be in even over Cincinnati. Um, they've played, they've beaten Oklahoma. They've played, they've played very well this year. If they're a one, However, they've team, beaten an Oklahoma team. that's not as good as we thought they would. It's be. not, but I still think Oklahoma state has the stronger strength, the schedule than Cincinnati, even with one loss that they probably deserve it over Cincy. Cincy has to beat. Houston, I think Houston's going to be their conference championship opponent. Currently, Cincinnati has the best win in college football. They beat Notre Dame in, in South Bend. They that is the, true. That, that just unbiased. They have the best win in college football at the moment because Michigan State's win over Michigan doesn't it, well, Michigan State's win over Michigan looks good, but now Michigan State has two losses. So it, it, was also, it was also in East Lansing. It was in East Lansing. A&M's win over Bama was in uh, was in College Station. So at the moment, Cincinnati, that's, that's their biggest kind of selling point on their schedule. They went to South Bend, which Notre Dame doesn't lose their – the last time Notre Dame lost there was 20 
18 – no, the last time – there was 2017 to Georgia. That was the last time they lost at home. And then Cincinnati went in and beat them. So they do have that. Um, I think that would help propel them. I think Cincinnati will stay. If they make it, they'll stay in the four spot. Um, and I could see, like, Oklahoma State sliding into uh, the three spots. Um, where it gets complicated – well, actually, where it doesn't get complicated is it is Alabama beats Georgia because then that's, that's, like, one – that's one and three right there. And yeah. then you have Ohio State or Michigan at two, and then – then it'd be uh, then it'd be Cincinnati at four. I think. I think the yeah. committee the committee would well obviously the committee would love to uh, have Bama win because then they could put Bama in again, which we know yeah. they love to do. They do love um, that. So it would definitely be. I don't think much change. Well, like I can say that one game this week might change it. The big game down uh, where is it at? Is it in the Horseshoe or is it in Michigan? Michigan. Uh, it's in Ann Arbor. Ann Arbor. It's in Ann Arbor. So I think the Ann Arbor college game, game be, college game day is going to that one. Right. That's right. Um, I think that would be, that would be a big playoff. I think that would be pretty much the only big playoff determining game this week. Um, Cause I don't really think, well, we'll get into that later, but, um, and then next week for championship week will be a huge week. These next two weeks will be very big for that top four. Yeah. I mean, Honestly, if Georgia remains undefeated and beats Bama, that's where it's all going to get interesting and we're going to see something a little yeah, different with like, Bama have, not being in. Right, you have two – yeah, Bama's not in, Clemson's not in, and then you have two spots to fill. That, yeah. That's going to be – that's a heck of a selection Sunday right there. Yeah, no, that's going to be exciting. So I, I'm honestly excited. We've talked about it all year about how this college football season has just been a little different. And I think I've honestly enjoyed it. I like that different teams are getting in the mix. Oklahoma State's coming up as a contender, and Michigan's having a good year this year. Um, the question is, can Michigan play you, with Ohio State? You but and well, your Big Ten team. I, I, you know, I, you said that. I've been raised. I was raised in the Big Ten. My dad went to Purdue, so <laughs> uh, I You were you were raised SEC. I was raised I was. Big Ten. We were yeah. literally came from different sides of this, and so. Uh, um, but I, I don't know. I'm excited. I like that there's different teams in the mix. And oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, so now we'll get into uh, what really matters. Clemson versus South Carolina. Woo! And Clemson coming off that win, as we said, against top 10 team, Wake Forest, pretty much handedly um, beating them. And South Carolina coming off the win against Auburn, which was a very good win for them. So I'm just going to... Nothing really specific I want to get into first, but Brayden, how are you feeling about South Carolina taking on Clemson at home? Well, we, we've talked about it kind of all year, just as previewing in the future when we go through the game. Uh, this is definitely the, the year that Clemson has been the most beatable for the past decade. Um, definitely. Uh, well, I, I guess I won't say decades, the past about six, seven years. Um, so if we were going to have a chance, nobody really thought the chance was going to come year one with Beamer, um, the way Clemson was rolling and the way kind of Carolina was going full turnover. Um, but we, we get, we're getting that opportunity this weekend. Uh, you mentioned it first. It did – I don't know how much it really worries me, but it, it doesn't make me feel good that Clemson went up and scored 40 their most of the year 
last week against the top 10 team. Now, granted, we don't really know how strong Wake Forest was, um, but they're still top 10. And, I mean, putting 40 points on anyone is, is good. I mean, that's a good yeah. showing. And, yeah, their defense had a couple of the scores. Their offense doesn't look great, but just having that in your mind, oh, look, we just put 48 up on it, just as an offense gives you confidence anyways. So I, 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 wish, I would have wished they uh, had laid an egg, maybe like a 17-14 win last week or anything. We didn't get it. Um, but also, what, you, you, you kind of want their best shot. I mean, you don't want – I don't know. It's kind of fun to play against a, a team riding high that's, that's still kind of um, motivated to play. Yeah. Uh, so I think, I think Clemson will – I think Carolina will come into the game more motivated. Um, yeah. I do think that. I think uh, the crowd will be more – though we're only an hour and a half away, I think uh, it will be – I think it'll be a good like eighty-five to like fifteen split. Because I, I think somebody, I, I I think South Car South Carolina fans are going to come out in full force. Well, here's what I, I was talking to somebody this morning, and I said, "Well, look, Clemson." They were like, "Well, usually Clemson fans show up in droves to this game," and I said, "You're right, but usually it's because they're ten and zero or ten and one, eleven and zero. They're going to the CFP." They know pretty much it's a guaranteed win here in Columbia. So they're here to yeah. talk the crap and just kind of be boastful and all. This year, they might not be as confident that they get it. And so they might not – They a couple of them might not uh, waste the time or the money or what to come down here. So I think that will play into a little bit of effect. But I think Carolina – at the moment, we have so much hype surrounding this game coming off that win of yeah. Auburn. I think it's going to be just full-out droves of Carolina people. I think that will provide such an atmosphere for our team. Well, and um, you said, as you said, we're coming off a game, yeah, we beat Auburn. We're coming off a game where, honestly, South Carolina fans came out and represented yeah. Gave a great atmosphere. We're there from opening kickoff to the final whistle to the final knee. Like, everything. South Carolina came out and supported their team, and now it's Clemson. It's even it means even more now. So I, I think South Carolina fans are gonna are really gonna represent, and it's gonna be a it's gonna be a hard atmosphere for Clemson to play in. And also, one thing Clemson, who has dominated this rivalry for years, the one thing you don't want to do is give give the little brother some hope. Well, South Carolina has hope. They have, they, have a, they have a belief that we can win this game, that we have a chance. So I think South Carolina is going to come in, like you said, um, inspired and ready to play this game. I'll tell you this. I think the Auburn win for Carolina did more for the team than the, than the Wake Forest win did for Clemson's team. I think in the overall grand scheme of things, both were wins and both were really good wins. But I think in the grand scheme of things, the Auburn win is going to do more for this Carolina team than a Wake, the Wake Forest win did for Clemson. Uh, Clemson kind of had a, a lost season. Yeah, they, that was kind of their first big win of the year. Um, they kind of got the offense flowing a little bit. I mean, they're kind of feeling good. But the way Carolina won this game this past week against Auburn, the way it was Shane Beamer's first year, the way it was now they're bolt eligible, the way it was they came back from 14 down 
They shut down the offense. The way it was a bounce back from that Missouri loss. I think just that Saturday was much bigger for the program here than the program, than the, the pro, upstate program's win. Well, um, yeah. I, I think that carries a huge weight. Because they're, cause for Clemson fans and for the program overall, honestly, beating Wake Forest is just like, wow, we finally are doing what we were supposed to do. Exactly. Like they're just like, oh, we're finally to the stand. We're finally doing something that we should have done all year. Whereas South Carolina, like we're we're doing something we haven't done in years. Like we we are playing a way that we haven't seen. And last year with the horrible season we had, like Beamer said it in his post game press conference, he was just proud. Like these this team won two games last year. Did you know? We had not beaten Auburn in Columbia since like 1936, and now we beat them back to back in like back to back years in Columbia. Yeah, I mean that's insane. South Carolina, like I- I'm just happy we're starting. Even though like there was all this hope around Beamer coming in and changing kind of the culture, we're actually kind of seeing it happen in year one, which is awesome. Yeah. So I mean that that and. If Beamer gets a Clemson win in his first year, like that is that uh, our school looks like the greatest people in the world for hiring him. Um, so I, I will mean, say though, this will outside of Georgia, this will be the toughest defense Carolina faces this year. Easily, easily. Yeah, like, I mean, yes, Clemson's had a down year, but it's been on the offensive side of the ball. Their their defense is still top tier. I mean, Beamer said it, it went viral after the Georgia game about all the five stars, like everyone's a five star and there's they their backups are five stars. So they're extremely talented players. I mean, let's be honest, Clemson has been one of the top recruiting teams for the past five, six years. They are very talented. Their players are very good. So this is going to be one of South Carolina's. Yeah, probably their toughest matchup since Georgia. Yeah. And. So it's, it's going to be kind of a, a strength on weakness for both teams. So our offensive, is, I would say, is our weakness of the team. Though they've been playing better, it, they're, they're still our weakness on the team uh, compared to the defense. And the defense on Clemson's team is the strength of their team. And you flip it, flip it, the offense has been the weak link for Clemson, and the defense for us has been the strength. So it will, it, that will be an interesting matchup to watch. Um, I could honestly see this being a very low-scoring game. Yeah, um, that makes sense. I don't know how um, in it, we have an inexperienced offensive quarterback. I mean, Jason Brown. Yeah, he's played three games, but it's been three games or two games now, or two and a half, however you want to count it. Um, Jalen Brooks is not going to be with the team again the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, my boy Trey Atkins got on the depth chart though. So, hey, hey hope maybe he'll get in. Go um, Trey, go Trey, number sixteen. Uh, but it is, and our O line, they've been iffy, and against that defensive line, that defensive front, front seven of Clemson, I don't love that matchup. Yeah. Um, they could turn around and come do a performance like they did against Florida, but that's that will be. I think that will be where this game is won and lost. If our O line in the trenches can at least, I don't want to say they have to win the game, the full game. They don't have to dominate. They don't. Um, they don't have to have like a an eighty percent win rate or something like that. If they can win 
even if they only win 45% of the time, I think that still gives us a chance to to make some plays on on offense uh, and be able to trust our defense against an off a Clemson offense that has not been as high powered or as high functioning as they have in the past. Yeah, I mean I'm looking at the stats right now. Clemson yards allowed three seventeen, South Carolina yards allowed three fifty seven, but pass yards allowed Clemson has two thirteen, South Carolina is one eighty six. Um, and honestly, I mean, South Carolina probably has had the stronger schedule. Yeah. I mean, without a doubt, like without Um, a doubt, Clemson, the debate with Clemson's always their strength of schedule. It was definitely stronger at the beginning of the year when they had to play Georgia, Florida, Auburn, and A&M. Um, now that, uh, kind of Florida and Auburn, it's kind of taken a back seat. They got to rely on the Georgia and Texas A&M. But I think, I mean, outside of, well, Clemson played Georgia as well. So there's that. And then you got to kind of compare, is A&M better than Wake Forest? I think so. Um, Carolina played uh, Tennessee, who's kind of turned it on the second half. They played Kentucky. Um, so South, Car- South Carolina went from the beginning of the season where the number two, had the number two strength schedule in all of college football. Right now, I think we're at twelve because I mean, obviously, we had Florida beginning of the season. Florida was supposed to be much better than they are. Auburn was supposed to be much better than they are. Um, so, like, that's the thing. I t- I remember talking to my friend. My friend went to Bama, and uh, he was talking to me at the beginning of the season. And he's like, "South Carolina gets four wins," and I was like, "No, we get six. And how? And I sent him the schedule, and I circled the six wins I thought we had. I'm gonna be honest; those six wins I circled, not at all the six wins we have. Like no. I think I got three right and three wrong. Yeah. Um, Eastern Illinois. Uh, I had that. East, East Carolina. Yep. And Troy. Yep. Had those three. those three, and then I think Vanderbilt. I had like I had Tennessee. I had Vanderbilt, Tennessee, and Missouri. The other yeah, three. I, the Tennessee, Kentucky, Missouri games were the three games I came into the year saying, okay, if we we can win two of these, these are three toss up games. We can win two of these and um, make it to six wins. Now, we didn't win any of those three, yet we decided to beat Florida and Auburn. Yeah, so. I mean, I mean, literally, those were not the wins I expected to get, but it's the wins we got, and we got six. I don't care how we get six. We're going bowling. That's what matters. But, I mean, with the strength of schedule definitely went down but i still think it's higher than clemson's clemson's the debate is always their strength the schedule is nothing and that's like i think their three losses are pit and they were ranked at the time wake they were 10 they've dropped to 18 um and then that third loss nc state so and nc state wait and wake are and pit are all fighting for a chance at the ACC championship. I think one of them might already be in. I have no idea. I have not been paying attention to that much. But in South Carolina's losses don't look as good. I mean, Texas A&M, that's a, that's a solid team. Missouri, that was an odd loss. We should probably could have won that game. Um, look at the full schedule here. Uh, Georgia makes complete sense. Kentucky, that was a close game. Uh, Tennessee, as you said, turned it on the second half. Um, 
so that's all the all of our losses. I mean, all solid teams except for Missouri, which like we've talked about South Carolina. That's another thing we have to talk about. After that Florida win, South Carolina, we're like, okay, what's going to happen though? Are they going to use this momentum and go up or are they going to fall back down and get the get obliterated after we saw so much potential and they're not going to do that again? Well, exact we saw what we saw in the Muschamp era. They had a great game against Florida and then fell off and lost to Missouri. I said it. We have not seen this team put back to back to put together good back to back performances. It's yeah. just we no, win we a haven't. game and then we look like we've never played football. And then we go out and play competent game and then we go out and scratch our butts the whole game. The one thing I think so. the one thing I think is promising for this Clemson game is South Carolina, I think it verse against Auburn kind of cracked a code of all right, Zaquandre White can take over a game. So, like I said last podcast, Beamer finally said, like, all right, we ran the same two plays. All right, you're going to see the offense running through White a lot more in this Clemson game, and hopefully that is kind of a something we figured out that works if he can have another big game for us and Van can have another good game, even though White was the receiving leader in that game. But I think- I think White works, one, because he's a pass catcher out the backfield. Mm-hmm. And you see now more and more, more and more nowadays with the game shifting to high-flying offense that those running backs are way more valuable. Swing routes, wheel routes, just even yeah. check down. They go and make a 20-yard play out of it. I think also with his quickness, he's faster than Kevin Harris. Kevin Harris is a big, big power guy. He can run you over. With his quickness, he's able to – either hit the holes that aren't open very long because of our offensive line or avoid a tackle real quick and then find the space. Well, I think, I think Kevin Harris sometimes struggles with that just because he's so big that either he finds the hole, but it closes before he gets to it, or he's not the shiftiness to get out the backfield as quick. Well, yeah. And then, um, I mean, what I saw in the Auburn game is White and Bigsby were both able to kind of do the same thing. They would get the ball, notice that there is no hole, and bounce out and still get a 10-yard gain. So that's what like that's what I liked about White is that even though like and then in one play I saw Harris came in, ran towards the hole, the hole was closed, and White basically just stopped and got tackled for a loss. Uh Harris got tackled for a loss. White, multiple times you saw him go towards the hole, hole was not non-existent so he bounced out and was able to still get a gain even if it was three or four yards but that's that's what i'm saying he can only he has the ability to do that because he has his speed yeah kevin harris can't do that because it's not that he doesn't see the opening or doesn't think oh let me bounce it out he bounces out he's not making the corner then it's a three yard loss as opposed to no gain back in the line of scrimmage yeah so that's that's where the White has that luxury of bouncing it out because those plays, my mama always, used to, or my sister and my mama used to say, why are they just running up in the middle where everybody is? Mm-hmm. Those are the design yeah. plays. The powers that they're supposed to design, their design is supposed to go up the middle. When you see a running back bounce out, usually it's not, the coaches don't really like that 
because that they, there's no blockers out there. That's not the, the linemen have been pushing the linemen out there anyways. Mm-hmm. Faster running backs can get away with it because they can they can make the edge and at least get a one or two yard gain. Harris just does not have that ability. So I, I think that's where you see that difference. All right. Yeah, no, I agree. And uh, we're at a little over 25 minutes about right now. Um, is there anything else you want to touch on for this Clemson, South Carolina game? Something you think is important to, to mention? It'll be the most entertaining and hyped game of this rivalry. I hate rivalry week. I can't say the word. Um, <laughs> it'll sense. be the most entertaining and excited, excitement-filled hype game in this rivalry in the past 10 years. Yeah, I agree. I think this is going to be hopefully a great game. I mean, it's always just good, to, fun to watch South Carolina and Clemson go at it with that rivalry. It's probably it's one of the best in-state college football rivalries, um, college sports rivalries you can have. Um, both these teams do not like each other. Clemson fans and South Carolina fans do not like each other. And it's, it's a great thing to see. And I'm excited for it. Um, excited to watch it, but I guess we'll get into our picks now. Um, so we'll start with Clemson, South Carolina and um, South Carolina is plus 11 and a half um, plus three fifty money line. And the over under is 43. So Braden, what do you think on that game? He said, Read me the line again. Uh, 11 and a half is the spread. For Clemson? Uh, yeah, they're favored. Um, well, I, I, I think um, – I know it's going to sound like we're homers, but I think Clemson can – or I think Carolina can get the win. I, th- I think they do. Um, I'm not going to lie to you. No matter what, I'm picking South Carolina. That's what I'm saying. It's uh, South yeah, Carolina they, against Clemson. Look, anybody listening, if you thought we were going to pick Clemson – Yeah, you're crazy. Fi- find a different podcast. Um, no, uh, but it's not even just like I'm picking it because I go here and we're talking about them. I, I do think they have the ability to win this game. This I agree. Weekend. Like, I, I honestly do. I mean, you know, I don't, I don't bullshit you on my picks or anything like that. I'll tell you. I'll tell you straight up who I think is going to win and who not. I do think they have, they have a, um, an ability to win this game. I think <clears throat> Brown has another strong performance, probably mm-hmm. one, 150 range. I, I say it gets maybe – I could see two touchdowns, probably one. I think we have to get the run game going. Yeah. Um, I think that's going to be the biggest key. I think White and Harris both go for a touchdown. Um, I think it's going to be low scoring because both defenses are are above average. Clemson's being very talented. Uh, but I, I think I think we uh, we come out of it seven and seven and five, um, and go into a bowl season riding high and keep that Palmetto Bowl trophy. I think so I think we cover 43 is the over under. I think we hit that because I mean what I mean a 20 a 24 21 game hits the over. Um and I could see that. So I, I think I think we'll hit the over. Yeah, I think uh I agree. I think 43 is really low. I agree it's going to be low scoring, but that's a pretty low low uh line. So I'm going to go over and you know, Braden you put it perfectly. You're listening to the wrong podcast if you think I'm going to pick Clemson in any sense. There is just no way. I don't care if Clemson's coming in as the two team. <laughs> South Carolina, all the way. Go Cox. We're getting the win in williams Bryce. It's going to be a great time, and I cannot wait for that game. 
I'm also going to be a nervous wreck the entire time if it's close, but it's going to be fun. That's what college football is all about. That's right. But for the rest of our picks, I think we're going to do a few more games, but I kind of wanted to prioritize, you know, the more, not just every SEC games, because some of these are like Georgia's playing Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech sucks. Um, <laughs> so, like, we're not going to talk I'm a, I'm about a, it. I'm going to take a W for the dogs on that Yeah, one. exactly. So we're not going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the Egg Bowl, so Ole Miss, Mississippi State. Uh, we'll talk Alabama-Auburn, the Iron Bowl. Um, and then I want to talk Michigan-Ohio State because that game has a lot of college football um, implications, uh, college football playoff implications. So first off, we'll start with just the Egg Bowl. That one's on uh, actually on Thanksgiving Day um, at 7.30 p.m. Ole Miss ranked nine. They are nine and two. Possible 10-win season for Lane Kiffin. Mississippi State Bulldogs have been in and out of the top 25, unranked right now, 4-3 and three in conference play. And this is pretty much a wash. It's plus one and a half. Ole Miss is actually the underdog. I agree with it. I think Mississippi State's going to win. Wow. Okay. Uh, Go I, into I that. Think, I think the way that their offense has been clicking, the way Will Rogers – I mean, they came back from the 28-3 against Auburn. Yeah. Uh, Last week, I, I can't remember who they played, but they uh, what was it like Prairie? Or no, I was saying them. They played Tennessee State or something like that. Tennessee um, State. But Will Rogers, he's I mean, if if Bryce Young was not in the SEC, Will Rogers might be the the lead candidate for Offensive Player of the Year. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, in a Leach and Mike Leach system, you're going to get a lot of those just because they throw so much. Yeah. Uh, but Will Rogers is looking good. Ole Miss defense. That does it. It's never been their strong suit. It's gotten better this year. Um, it's still not the best, especially against the pass. Um, you last week they struggled against Vanderbilt. They only won thirty-one to seventeen. They couldn't really break away. Their defense let up seventeen points. Uh, Corral, he's still kind of dealing with that lingering ankle injury, <clears throat> not being able to be as mobile as much. Um, and I really, I do think this is this is a game. Where is it at? Uh, I'm guessing Mississippi State if they're favored. Uh, yeah, it's at right, down down in Starkville. I, I think I think Leach gets the win, biggest win of Leach's career here in the SEC. Um, it's a huge game for Ole Miss because a win puts them in a New York Six Bowl. Um, so they have, they have the yeah New York Six Bowl. They have that implication, but. I, I think I think the passing attack from Mississippi State comes out and gets them. Yeah, I'm gonna go the other way. I think Ole Miss takes the win and gets their 10 win season with Lane Kiffin and uh, Matt Corral does what he does and gets the win against the Bulldogs. Um, so obviously they cover the spread. They'll win it. Their money line's plus 100, so it's pretty even. Maybe um, Lane. Maybe Lane's thinking about other head other head coaching jobs. Yeah, maybe. Uh, it is possible. There's a lot of good ones, um, a lot of good openings for him. So uh, definitely some potential there. But I, I think Ole Miss comes out and wins it. I think they're the better team. Um, so I think they'll get the dub. And then the over under 63 and a half. I'll take the over. Yeah, for these two I can teams. see this game hitting, hitting 85 plus. Well, wasn't Ole Miss Arkansas? That was the game that was 52-51. Yeah. I could see that. I yeah, can see I mean, that type game, like just touchdown, 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 just go run no up the score. Yeah, no defense, run up the score. So I got Ole Miss in the over. Braden's got Mississippi State in the over. 
All right. So next game we'll look at is the, I believe the Iron Bowl. Give me Bama. Lost my place. Um, I would have said it'd been a more competitive game if Bo Nix was still being able to play. Um, What with TJ Finley in there? Yeah. Their offense can't keep up with the Bama offense. Their defense is still a strong defense. They couldn't um, keep up with the Gamecocks. They ain't keeping up with Bama. Well, Bama also beat LSU 21-14. So, that is um, true. <laughs> but their Auburn's defense, their front, their front seven, at least their front four, is still a very solid front four. Um, and the way to beat Bama this year is to get pressure on Bryce Young. If he has all the time in the world, he'll cut you up. If you can get pressure on him, that's when he starts either a little less accurate he doesn't turn the ball over as much. He's just not completing passes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think if Auburn's D-line can take advantage of a, a susceptible Alabama O-line, I think it could be kind of like a Bama LSU game. Well, uh, here's, where, the, here's the real question. I didn't even say the spread. And I'm kind of surprised how big this is. Minus 19 and a half. Not a chance. Um that's a rivalry. Were, That's a rivalry yeah. game. There is no they way. Were Twenty and a half against Arkansas. Auburn um, covers. Auburn covers. Yeah. Auburn covers. I think Auburn loses probably by thirteen, though. Yeah. I don't think it's as close. It's to not going to be close, game. close. But like nineteen and a half for a rivalry game for the Iron Bowl. Um, where is it actually? It's in Tuscaloosa. It's at, I think. No, it's at Jordan Hare. No, it's in Jordan Hare. That drew an air. No way in hell. Yeah, hey, they're remember, covering. Remember I think Bama, I, Bama still gets the win. But remember what I Auburn told you about uh, night games late in the season at Jordan Hare. Well, it's a 3.30 game, so. Hey, whatever. Afternoon. It's, okay, well, we'll go into night. Uh, <laughs> honestly. I'm going Bama still. I is, think Auburn covers, but Bama still wins. I don't think Auburn covers, actually. I'm going to change my mind. Wow. I don't think they do because their offense just can't – I mean, all they have is Tank Bigsby, and they couldn't even beat Carolina with Tank Bigsby. They also um, didn't use him right. Well, okay. They still have Bobo as a coach. That's true. So, And I just think Alabama started clicking. Uh, their offense, at least – I mean, their defense is still out of sight of Will Anderson. I don't know if they have a defense. Um, sure. But, like I said, I think maybe the D-line for Auburn gets two sacks. But other than that, I don't see Auburn doing much of anything. Uh, yeah. Well, I'll go the other way. I'm going Bama. Bama. Well, I'm staying. Bama wins. Auburn covers nineteen and a half. Um, and then the over under is fifty six, and I'm taking the over. Yeah, I think the over. I don't. Th- I think they. I think either Bama, either Bama gets enough points to carry them over the over, or it's a good enough game that they get over 56. Yep. That works. Yep, that checks out. Um, and then next is the final game we're going to talk about, even though we don't talk about big 10 much because Braden doesn't like it, <laughs> but I love it. <laughs> Ohio state versus Michigan in Ann Arbor. That's college game day. Going to be a big game. Honestly, I don't know. I'm rooting for Michigan just because I don't like Ohio State. Oh, um, I hate Ohio State. So I don't like Ohio State. So I I want Michigan to win. But I mean, after like you said, it doesn't really matter about the whole Michigan State game. But 
I mean, just the hit, like it's been 10 years since Michigan has beaten Ohio state. Jim Harbaugh's never done it. So, I mean, it's hard to really think JT was short. It's hard to think man. I agree, but it's hard to think (laughs) Michigan, um, can win this, but I mean, let me just give you the stats on it. Um, Michigan is plus eight, um, nine and two against the spread this year. Hey, good teams win, great teams cover. Um, so they're plus eight, nine and two against the spread, plus two fifty money line over under sixty four and a half. So Braden, it's time for you to make a Big Ten college football pick. Ah, jeez. All right. Well, push the over without a doubt. Um, I think. I think Ohio State wins it. Um, I just don't think Michigan has the firepower to keep up with Ohio State. Now, Michigan has a better defense than Michigan State, so I think they'll definitely be able to throw down. Because outside of the Michigan State game and, like, the well, even Nebraska, they kind of struggled. But Ohio State offense is here and there. Um, Comes and goes, C.J. Stroud. Sometimes he looks like the Heisman winner, and sometimes he looks like the backup. Um, so I, I think I think um, Michigan can cause some disruption on defense for uh, or on I don't know offense. if I I don't know if I missed this. Did you say if they cover or not? What was the spread? Mm, plus eight. Yes, they cover. All right, I think so Ohio we're, State. we're on the same page. I think Ohio State wins. I think Michigan covers. I think they have the the. Two headed. Oh no! I thought um, I think Ohio. State oh, you think Ohio State? I think, I think Ohio State covers. wins by like ten. Okay, I think Michigan covers. I think uh, Michigan's running backs. Like you look at the quarterback matchup, it's C.J. Stroud versus McNamara. Obviously, Ohio State has the much better quarterback. But then you look at the running backs and Henderson for Ohio State, very talented. But they have Haskins, um, and who's their other guy? They got the two. Um, but both of them, both Michigan's running backs have been outstanding this year. I think they can run the ball really well and hopefully they're able to keep within a touchdown. And I, and it's Michigan, Ohio state. I mean, there have been blowouts, but there's also been years where Ohio state's been the much better team and Michigan's kept it within three points. So I'm hoping this year is a better game than we've seen in the past. Yeah, um, I just think I think with the receiving core that Ohio State has in uh, Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, and Jackson Smith Najiba. I don't quite know how to say his name. I mean, Olave is the third leading receiver, and he has 848 yards with 13 touchdowns. Um. Garrett Wilson has 11 touchdowns. Jackson has Smith. Garrett has 939 yards. Smith has 1132. That's a three-headed monster I've ever seen one. Like, yeah. take, take the Georgia roster that had Todd Gurley, Sony, Michelle, and Nick Chubb, and you take that, like, the dominance of the three players, that's Ohio State's receiving core. Yeah. I mean, the, what I was talking about is uh, Corum and Haskins are the running backs for – for Michigan, Haskins. Oh, has- I don't think Ohio State's defense is good. Yeah, so I think I think Michigan will be able to score points. Haskins has don't. over Haskins has over a thousand yards, thirteen touchdowns. Corum Corum has seven hundred seventy-eight yards, ten touchdowns. Yeah, that's like, two running be- backs that can run all over you. 
it'll be a high scoring game because neither team can play really defense that well. I just don't think, yeah, I think Ohio State can get some stops and pull mm-hmm. away. No, I mean, yeah, I think Ohio State comes out on top. Michigan covers, though, the spread plus eight, and then we both take the over because we think it's going to be a high-scoring game. But, yeah, that's all we have for this week on uh, Believe in South Carolina. Like I said, it's Clemson week, Saturday, 7.30 p.m., Williams-Brice Stadium, Gamecocks take on the Tigers, third straight Tigers. Um, That's our last last game day as students, man. It is. Sadly, I will not be there. I will be there celebrating my last my last game day in the stadium yeah sadly i can't make it sadly i can't make it so i'll be watching on tv back here back home with my family (laughs) um so uh but yeah so i'm excited to see it hopefully south carolina comes out on top and uh we're talking about positive things and our potential bull matchup as a seven and five team so uh we'll see how that goes but um that's all we have for this episode and uh we will talk to you all on Tuesday. So until then, go Cox and happy Thanksgiving. Cox by 90, baby. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.